Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Fellas, even if one of you does something really bad, um, a criminal, uh, yeah. scandalous, it's, it's not bad for us. So, um, no, I welcome just... it. I encourage it. And that's the start of the podcast. The yellow and screamer usually get some attention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, notoriety, it can come in many forms, right? Infamy, as opposed to just fame. You know, it's got longer legs, I think. People forget about the the nice story quickly, but the guy that eats people and then then does things, he's still being talked about and having, you know, shows made up about him. So, yeah, let's do that, fellas, okay, for uh, our marketing campaign. 2023 footy prime I'll put it in the deck we'll do anything <laughs> for exposure and this will eat people <laughs> one of the funny things is in our deck in our promotional deck we say the things we've done and the things we'll do again so this will be in the things we will do again or yeah. things we'll do right <laughs> like eat people all that go across yeah. the board what we should do is we take five five ridiculously crazy things put them in a hat and we all draw out to see what we get <laughs> what would the five things be oh mm. i think Russian one one, one would have to be streak at a tfc game mm-hmm. Ooh, that'd be great <laughs> see if like, you yeah, get across the, the pitch and when the back have like you know footy prime the podcast yeah. on yeah. in permanent market yeah. on a warm day though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which leaves you about three. Very fun day, yeah, exactly. There's only what July oh. and August. That'd be the only two months we could. Hey, do listen. It. At this point, you might get signed by the club. They're so bloody awful. Yeah, it's, they're not. <laughs> yeah. And they're starting their promotional run with us at the same time. I know they've got to step it up. They really do. They know that, of course. But that was a mm-hmm. four-two uh, loss in the weekend in Philadelphia. Now, Philadelphia. It's funny. We should give this a little bit of exposure and in, in that they are many people's picks to win the thing this year. Great team. Really slow start, much like TFC to start the season. Right. And they found themselves this past weekend and smashed TFC. Could TFC have a similar experience? Who knows? Yeah, but a, very good team. a hell of a lot less for their players than Toronto FC do. 
yeah, they're a good team. Yeah, put together really well. When you look at Philly as well, they they've got a good manager there in Jim Curtin. He's really, really good. He's done a hell of a job with that club. In fact, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, isn't Big Jim the guy that Danny Dickio tried to bite his nose off when we were playing? Was it oh, Jim Curtin? I think it was Jim. Was it we really? We got to get him on the show and Beach at the yeah. same time. Yeah. We got to put them in separate boxes facing each other. I think yeah, it was because but... I remember I remember Jim saying yelling at all of us and we were a bunch of animals. Which is <laughs> right. I remember that show. You're a bunch of animals. You guys are a bunch of animals. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> but generally speaking, footballers don't hold grudges too badly, do you? I mean, you have moments in the pitch, and then when you you meet the guy the next season or or years later, in most cases you have a bit of a laugh about it, don't you? Yeah, and then you try to leave one on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Old Alfie Inger Harland and uh, Roy Keane, that that type of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Any experiences though? I mean, uh, any ex-players or teammates or sorry, opponents that if you saw today, you, you still would not give them the time of day. You still, you know, hold that that grudge. Have you got a grudge against anyone from your playing days? No. no. Graham Pole, <laughs> the former referee. This is a one-nine nil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I never really liked him. But if you saw him tomorrow, you'd be fine with him, right? I mean, he wouldn't really. He's not. You're not losing sleep over Grand Paul. No, you? I'm not going to rugby tackle him. No. But I might. <laughs> Two foot him. Well, hey, we need some. We need some press. You know. Like yeah. You well, this is one of the things. Yeah, we go. <laughs> you yeah. you get in a fight with a an, one of your ex, like someone you've ha- had a hate on for. Yeah. yeah. Pick I think fight. streaking Pick at a, a Toronto fight. FC game has more. That would be, that would have more uh, coverage. I think. I don't know. I think internationally, if well, maybe if Craig Forrest was caught streaking at TFC, that would get a fair amount of coverage. But if Craig Forrest, you know, beat the shit out of Graham Paul, that well, might get more too. coverage yeah. too. International coverage. Yeah. yeah, but I think the the streaking is more us, isn't it? Yeah, well, if it was yeah, a sunny it day, be, too... It would be hilarious. If it was a sunny day, too, it would also be uh, people's eyes were blinded because of the reflection. The, his his alabaster skin reflected so deeply against the sun <laughs> that burnt seven people in the hospital with blindness. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a few streakers. I remember this streaker at Walsall, of all places. We were playing them in the FA Cup, West Ham, and uh, the streaker jumped on. And it was wet. He had nothing on but boots. And the security guards could not catch him. He was dropping the shoulder, Jimmy. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and the lads are laughing their heads off. And this is going on for quite some time. Yeah. And then he jumps over the barrier. And he runs up the stairs. And you think, and the guys all chase him. And you think, okay, that's the end of that. And then the game starts again. And 10 minutes later, this guy shows up again. <laughs> Go back on there. He come back on. They didn't get him. I guess he hid in the bathroom or something. And he comes. There he comes again, running around. These big That's guys are trying to chase streaking. him in their Doc Martins and couldn't catch him. And <laughs> isn't man. it funny though when you see some of the security guards, the big heavy guys, trying to chase them, and they just give up. They make one dive to see if they can get him. Well, they don't really want to, though, do they? Right, a streaker. They well, don't really want to touch it. I wouldn't want to really rugby tackle some naked guy. No. And then the police bobbies take their 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 hats off and st- stick it by their genitalia as they're taking them off the field. That's right, yeah. 
I, I would be like, you know what? Punishment exposed that. Mm. Like, let, let the world see that tiny little cack. Yeah. <laughs> this guy had a this guy had a big chopper though. I gotta tell you, I gotta oh, say. Really? Yeah, he, it was cold and it was yeah, he was uh it was yeah. He was dancing at Chippendales uh, about six hours later. <laughs> I lost a bet. I suppose if you're going to be a stripper, a streaker, though, I mean, you, you better be relatively well endowed, right? Or have some really thick skin, right? He's got a he's got a big chopper. Imagine imagine him running by and you're just like, hey, great cock. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations on that. Yeah, and all the all the women in the crowd, they're kind of go, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, wow. <laughs> Do you, do you want to let him back out again? <laughs> yeah. One, one more lap for the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Can I borrow that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember, um, I think I've mentioned this before. The famous one in England in the rugby was she was called Erica, and everyone knew her as Erica. And she was in the eighties, and she she ran I think an England match, right? And like she was, everyone knew who Erica was, and uh, yeah, yeah, she's a beautiful girl. You don't, you don't get too many female streakers, do you? Oh, you've had a Not few. Not anymore. Not yeah, anymore, though. What's wrong with that? I mean, you want gender <laughs> equity. I'm all for that. <laughs> get out there. Get out there, yeah. for Christ's sakes. I'm completely supportive of it. <laughs> Tiger Woods had one right on the green. Give him a big kiss. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Any grudges you had, Jimmy, that you still have that you'd like to sell? No. You're on the podcast right now. <laughs> no. Anyone you'd like to apologize to? No. That's a good one. Remember that. That's a good what one. There must be someone. In, what did you say in confession the other day during Easter or something? You're in the confession box all day. You couldn't even make the show. What did you say to the the man? Uh, it stays between me and the priest. <laughs> so as, as do a few things. And, he, and then, then when I walked out of confession, he gave me a little tap in the ass and said, off, off you go, son. <laughs> of course he did. I want to know what happened in the box. <laughs> I don't know. Lights yeah. are off. Yeah, Jimmy was streaking. He yeah. was streaking, all right. Yeah. Not too many streakers at, at church. I could say church. That would be brilliant. Masses. Yeah. You know, you, you don't see too many. You see lots of obviously um, uh, players promoting their faith on the football pitch. You don't see too many streakers running off with like you know John four sixteen you know tattooed to his back. Do you? True. Maybe yeah, you should. Very true. It is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always wondered about that when they they come over in any sport. They thank God, you know, thank God, and it's like, what about the losers? What about like they don't count? They're, they're God they God sucks. Don't, they don't count. They suck. Yeah, God hates them. Yeah, yeah. that's why you know pray as hard as they possibly can. Yeah, maybe not hard enough. That's why yeah. I always think you know that the people that win the races and all that, and they oh, thank God and this and that. Like I always think when they do the interviews, don't do the interview with a person that's won it. Do it with the person that finished second. <laughs> Yeah, much more right? interesting. Because God has a plan. Like, they're not going to thank God. God wasn't on my side today, was he? Yeah. <laughs> I prayed all week. Fuck that guy. Motherfucker. Yeah. Last time I pray. You know, like, how, how, how'd you feel? How the fuck do you think I feel? I've trained for six months for this race. I didn't win. It's a yeah. waste of time. Maybe if you spent more time training when you, when you were praying, you'd be better and you would have won. Yeah. 
Yeah, instead of being selfish and expecting the man to help you. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to, you know, these poor people and struggling and, you know. Because, you know, your God has more time to worry about you winning a race than that starving child in Africa. Yeah, or hitting a home run. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. (laughs) This is taking a turn from streakers to to prayer. It's funny, Prime the podcast. We're here. No streakers in the FA Cup this weekend, although Solly March probably should have prayed a little bit harder. It was his penalty that went, well, I think it's still going somewhere. Outside <laughs> That's too of bad. Wembley. The quality of the penalties were Brilliant. outstanding, except Brilliant. for one. Yep. Give him credit. United beat Brighton. Brighton were the better team in that game, weren't they? They, were, they are such a good team. Such a fun team. It's no more, you know, well, good little upstarts Brighton. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows who they'll retain this this summer and what happens down the line. But right now, they're one of the best teams in European football. Simple as that. You know, you're right. And this is where I, a good example, I think, of where teams, players, groups of people can get managers making them look really, really good. Graham Potter, good example, looks like an absolute genius. He leaves, a new guy comes in. They look just as good. And guess what? When he leaves, if they have the same squad, they'll be just as good again. But if they lose four or five players, they're not going to be. You know, it's it's down to, I mean, I know your manager has to be good. He has to be brilliant. And you look at a guy like Pep, he's brilliant. But he's got the best of the best in the deepest pockets possible. does make it easier, doesn't it? I mean, uh, we yeah. said it before on the show, but I would love to see a Pep or a top manager once, once he's made his fame and fortune, he's won the Champions Leagues, he's done it all. I'd love to see a Pep go to a, a lower division club mm. with nothing and build that club. That, to me, would be the true true, you know, genius of, of a great manager if he can do that. Now, I, I don't know if it's possible, Jimmy. Is it possible to do that without money nowadays, really? You can, you can climb through the ranks, and we'll get to Wrexham in a little bit, but they have big money compared to their opponents in that particular division. But, I mean, without money nowadays... The manager can only do so much, unless you have a fairy tale run every now and again. Well, James, you can't polish a turd, can you? <laughs> oh, you can. It just doesn't come out polished. Well, there you go. So if your players aren't good enough, you can only do so much. That's true. You got to buy the you got to buy the better players. Yeah, it's it's true. Pep can't turn me and Wonga into a world class centre back partnership, for example. Right. You have some quality there. One of the interesting things um, in the bottom, I believe, 10 clubs in the Premier League, eight of them have changed managers. Only Nottingham, West Ham have retained theirs. Moyes could have gone a couple weeks ago and this would have looked like a manager's bounce. But generally, if you stick with your manager, the team is going to end up where they belong in the table, that group of players. Yeah. And West Ham are now doing that, and they're getting back. They're getting a lot of luck, which they never got earlier in the season. And now they've only lost one of their last, I don't know, 10 games or something like that since Brayton on March, March 4th. So saved a whole bunch of money. These other clubs, have they got any better? No. Including no. Chelsea, because they're also in the bottom 10. <laughs> And that's what's concerning for every team in the Prem right now when you look at what Newcastle's doing and you look at that opportunity that Spurs just pistol over this weekend getting smashed 6-1. Um, Newcastle now put some daylight between them and Spurs for the top four. 
Newcastle is going to spend more and more money. So if you're at Spurs, if you're at Liverpool, um, even Chelsea to an extent, you must be looking at the next season with great trepidation because Liverpool can't compete with Newcastle or City or even United financially. Um, Those teams are all going to get better. Now, Klopp can work his magic. He's done it in the past, but it's difficult as hell because as it's been proven, the clubs that spend the most money, generally speaking, are the better clubs. It's not rocket science there, is it? But you look at what happened this weekend and you see what Newcastle are doing and you think, wow, you know, this is a new era, I think, of of English football. Yeah, because it's not like a situation where I look at Brighton as a temporary thing. I don't, you know, there are other clubs that have done that well in the past, you know, if such town finishing fifth. Um, it happens from time to time, but they don't have the financial clout to keep a hold of the very, very best players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, generally, you're going to be where your your money is. Um, and it's uh, difficult to see Newcastle getting any worse because they're in a great position and they haven't hardly spent any money yet. And Eddie Howe has been different class with that group of players. He really yeah. has. Charms, I, I, watched I, your, I watched your Liverpool play. And they did look like a different team, though, now that Jota's back. Jota? Jota? Yeah, Jota. Yeah, you know, it's a good point. Holy, He's like, turned that team around. It Alexander Arnold threw some beauties crossers. Like, like, you know, they were you were you were saying, hey, is it time to switch him out or change positioning? And he has. He has. But change position. Jota, Jota coming back. Jota, sorry. I, Jota I, sounds like from, from Star Wars. It does. He does. He's like a little bit of a do or do not, do not, yeah. you know, do not. Die. He score nice. But when you're watching them play like they do, yeah, that was really good. Uh, when you watch them play like that, like they did, where they can be top contenders, and it only takes one or two guys, one guy coming back and another guy changing positioning, could that have happened? All year long, had these in, that injury not happened, you know, like it gets. Yeah, you I that. think injuries were a huge part of that. that yeah, season. huge. I mean, not just him, but Luis Diaz too. Right. It was supposed to be Luis Diaz, um, Mo Salah, and Darwin Nunez as your front three, and Nunez took a while to adapt. He'll be okay, I think. And Diaz has been out all year. Jota was going to be that that kind of in and out player, but can score some big goals. Offers a different element. He comes back and he's scoring for fun. It changes everything, right? And I think it's contagious too in the, in the squad, right? Success, he's scoring goals. Suddenly, the, the defenders look better as well. But um, yeah, I mean, Jimmy Trent uh, it's, it's interesting the position. So he's he's a right back still when out of possession, but in possession he plays central midfield now, and he's far more active. I mean, it's a little switch, right? Which takes a lot of discipline, but it seems to be working really, really well for them. Yeah. I mean, that's all, all the, you know, the, the formations and, and interchanging of players. You know, we talk about even Man City. Remember where the, we were talking about Kyle Walker, yeah. where he was struggling to step into that midfield role to, to overload it, where Stones and other, other players could do that easily. Trent, you know, if he's a right back and they want to overload the middle, he drifts inside, wide player goes out, and, and he can adapt to that and he can play. So I think he, he's, he's looking a lot better than what he was, a lot more confident and his his delivery, his service is off the chart, by the way. It's incredible. On set plays, his delivery is amazing. But I think overall you're starting to see uh, it seems like his form's starting to come back a little bit, slowly coming back because he did have a well, spell there where he was terrible at one point. His confidence was gone. Well, I think it was quite a clever move in the, in the fact that I think going forward, Jimmy, he's always had that confidence, but defensively he's just – 
become really frail and the confidence is lost. So taking that responsibility away from him a little bit where he has to be thinking about defending as much as a, or in important areas as much as he was before and letting him go forward and yeah, his delivery is frightening. Yeah. I know you're driving to the, to do that CPL game and you literally said, isn't his delivery unbelievable? And I was like, yeah. And here comes another one. He whips it in and next thing you know, Salah scores. I was like, well, <laughs> nah, jinx myself, didn't I? But you know, the, the thing is too, when you, when you talk about, you know, this, this modern game, um, there's so much that goes into game preparation as well. And when you are scouting opposition, you'll look, for instance, Trent, when he defends, they will be analyzing him so much, it's ridiculous. They don't even know what he's had for breakfast before the match, that they pick out his weaknesses and they expose them. And so that's why the opposition, when they're playing, they're going after your weaknesses. And that's not just Trent, but it's every single player on on the park. And that's why he's been getting exposed so much is because they're, they're just really dissecting him, analyzing him. And it's benefiting the, the wide players that are taking him on 1v1 and getting into these situations that they can expose him. That said, Forrest hit the bar late in that one. I mean, what a difference to their season that would have been if that had gone in. Give Forrest credit, right? That was a good game on, on Saturday, 3-2, the final. Forrest, man, they, they might well go down, right? And they've got an awful schedule coming up. Yeah. But, uh, man, they, they're going down swinging, I think. I think Steve Cooper has probably done enough, don't you think, to to stick with the team and give it a whirl next year? Uh, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. But I'm not sure. But they did, they did look good. Uh, I mean, at least they showed a lot of fight. And I know I was they, talking about the Trent goal and his ball in the box, but I didn't see too many teams in Anfield that put that many bodies forward and really, really went at them. And there was a couple few chances that they were very unfortunate with. Um, but cracking game, and at least they had a go. And if they continue doing that, they've got a chance. Trouble is they're playing Brighton on Wednesday. <laughs> Doesn't get any easier, does it? No. Well, they got Brighton, they still have Arsenal to play. Yeah. Yeah, they've got an awful schedule right now. I mean, it's a full schedule of games midweek, which is always fun. Did you enjoy that when you, you guys played? You had the weekends, you know, and then you have those those occasional weeks where it's a full schedule. Midweek, obviously, your whole routine changes. Was it something you enjoyed or was it too much? Well, you find yourself playing midweek most of the year. I would yeah. say three out of four weeks a month you're playing midweek. With the yeah. cups and cups various and stuff, yeah. things, right. yeah. And if you go di- a distance, you're going to be playing more games. I think the Europa and Euro- Europe competitions in general, not so much the Champions League, leaves you playing on Sunday all season. That kind of messes up your routine. Mm-hmm. That's really difficult to do. Playing Thursday, Sunday, maybe midweek, then Thursday, then Sunday. Yeah, it, it really messes you up. And then a Saturday thrown in there from time to time, yeah. Well, the way it's working this year, because um, United City got to the final of the FA Cup, the chances are now seventh place in the Prem will qualify for the Conference League. That's what Brighton's going for. They're going to overtake it Liverpool. Will be. I know. I mean, for, but for Brighton, they want the Conference League. That would be an amazing accomplishment mm-hmm. for them, right? To play European football, and we can make fun of that tournament all you want. But for teams yeah. like Brighton and those fans, it's brilliant. For Liverpool, less so. Right, yeah. but it, I think that that right there demonstrates the conference league and why it's there. 
And, you know, we have been had a lot of fun with it. We'll get Wonga to explain what it is later on. Um, but, uh, you know, for teams like Brighton, those smaller clubs, yeah. is that opportunity for a fan base that probably have never or very rarely ever got those European trips? Now yeah. you have it. You've got a chance to win some silverware. I, I think it's I think it's brilliant. It'd be lovely for them to get in. But the only problem is, they, Craig, to go back where you were saying with Brighton is, how are they going to keep these players? Because even, you know, they're talking about... Uh, McAllister's going to be leaving. Casados could be leaving now. Matoma. Matoma is going to be leaving. How do you replace these players? Difficult. Webster in the back, you know? You don't talk yeah. about him. Brilliant season. Yeah. Webster. Lewis Dunt, brilliant. Right. These guys will be at the top of most teams' wish list because, I mean, Casado, he wanted to leave in, in January, right? Yeah. He just signed a new contract. You can see him leaving, though, for obscene money, like 100 million type. Yeah. Well, he's already said that he wants to go to Real Madrid. He goes, that's, that's my goal is to go to Real Madrid. And he's pushing hard for it. And then Callister says, well, he'll, he'll be gone. McToma's going to leave, which would absolutely kill them for next season as well. Now but They can't if, all leave, can they? I mean, you can see a couple leaving, and it, it makes sense financially for the club. And if their scouting network, network is good enough, which yeah. even though a lot, many of them went with Potter to Chelsea, um, you know, what is the depth there? You keep, I keep seeing new guys coming onto that Brighton team each week and looking really good. I don't know who they are. So they have got a conveyor belt. But still, I mean, to lose... You mentioned four names there, I think, right? Imagine yeah. losing all four of those names. You can't you can't sustain this, this curve by losing those types of players. If they lose three players, they're not finishing in the top half next year. That's yeah. simple, yeah. They'll be after players in the 30, 40 million pound range because they'll sell these guys for 75, 100 million. And that doesn't necessarily get you a lot. You just don't know. I mean, look at West Ham. They invested 40 million pounds in Skamaka and he's already played. Like, they don't fancy him, obviously. There's obviously Mm -hmm. been a massive mistake. They don't think he's good enough for the Premier League. What a waste of money. He can't even score a scorpion kick, right? Fornells has to do that. Did you see that goal? Yeah. Of course. It was Fornells, right? It was Fornells. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Well, it yeah, wasn't it was. quite Rene Higida, but it was pretty damn good. Well, that Higida thing gets too much play because he was offside. That's why he did it. If it went in, it didn't fucking matter. The it's flag was up. Wasn't it? Well, no, it was, well, it was an exhibition, but yeah, it was exhibition. he's not doing that. But the flag, it was offside. The ball came lobbing in. The linesman's flag came up, which you can't see on the screen. He saw that and did it. Didn't do it during the Don't game. Don't our fun, Craig. Jesus. It's, it's, I know. <laughs> he got so mad there. I know. Someone's a little bit jealous, aren't they, Jimmy? Eh? Oh. Yeah. Maybe he's dark for- I, I, did a, I did a hashtag of dark forest. And it got a few likes, a few hit, hits on it because when Craig goes dark, it's amazing. Everyone loves it. <laughs> <laughs> got to get him a Mars bar. He's like that commercial. Oh, yeah. He's Betty White, bar. usually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to picture Craig doing a scorpion kick right now. Oh, he tear apart his abdomen. Lower back's just done. Yeah. it would be the emergency. You would be. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> Great goal, though. Great win for West Ham, 4 0. They're playing Liverpool, by the way, on, on Wednesday. Takes some pressure off, doesn't it? Man, oh, man. Yeah, where, so where's this at the table right now? So, as it stands right now, this is a Monday recording this, obviously. Uh, so, Southampton, we'll get to that shortly. Um, their Arsenal game, 24, 
Forest 27, then a tie for 28 points with Leicester and Everton. Still in there, leads a point better on 29. Bournemouth now five points clear of the drop zone. That's huge, like you said there, Craig. Just massive for them. They're just stubborn, aren't they? I know they got, they got smashed on the weekend to 4-0 to West Ham, but they're just a stubborn club, it, it, it looks like. Um, so, yeah, Southampton tied Arsenal 3-3. The Gunners back from two goals down twice, but you just can't be doing this. Not the way City are playing right now, and I, there's no doubt who's a favourite to win this thing at this point, is there? No. No doubt about it. Two games in hand, five points behind City. I think they're 15 straight games wins, I think. Is it 15? All is competitions, it? something like that. They're just flying. And Arsenal could have done without that. But Southampton, another cracking game. Holy shit. Fantastic game, yeah. So well, exciting, Arsenal yeah. play Man City this week. So that's going to... The tournament. The, the title could be decided this week, Yeah, basically, right? Mm-hmm. When they play Wednesday? Uh, I believe it's Wednesday, yeah. But Man City, every single turn, yeah, they got a massive game. They got the FA Cup final against Manchester United. They got the Champions League going on. They've got to win every single league game. So they got eight games in the league left. That keeps you focused, right? You know, it's it, a lot does. Of- it keeps you driven. I mean, there's a big prize at the end of it. Troubles are very, very rare, especially when you're throwing the Champions League uh, into the mix. All the players and, and the coaches league the same league. when they're asked about the treble, they all say the right things. Ah, oh, you know what? This is too early. There's there's still lots of football left. Much can go wrong. It's so rare. All the right things. But when when can we start talking about the treble, Jimmy, properly with, with Man City? Can we do it now? Or should we wait maybe a couple of weeks? I would do it now. Yeah. <laughs> but they can't I think they're in a good position to do it now. They can't. They can't talk about it. No. You know what it's like, Jimmy, when you're in those positions, even when you're trying to win the league and you're on the verge of it, you're just you're you're like, yeah, you look at it and on paper, yeah, that should be pretty straightforward. But as the individuals that actually have to go out there and actually do it and go through the process, you're like, no, it's not fucking done. Not at all. You know? So from yeah. their standpoint, it's not. But if you're sitting as a neutral outside of it watching how well they're playing, you just can't see them not winning it now. No, they're in no. a good position. Yeah, I think that'll be okay. Um, this time last year, though, we were talking about Liverpool winning the quadruple. And it was everywhere. They couldn't escape those questions, could they? They won mm-hmm. two cups at the end, and it was considered a disappointment. <laughs> Jesus. I think, you know, Charms with Liverpool, and you, you mentioned about the spending power that they don't have compared to a few of the other clubs. It's kind of masked that because Klopp has done so well with his unit and brought in players that haven't cost gazillions of dollars and they've been successful but eventually that's going to come back and sting them and i think we're seeing that now he's not being able to we'll see what did he do in the summer whether he's got to freshen things up a bit and i'm not sure they have the money to do that they've already said they can't afford some of the big price tags already so what do they do they can't get a bellingham maybe they'll just settle for a McAllister or something you know Mm -hmm. wouldn't mind a bell end (laughs) bell end (laughs) (laughs) um what else from this weekend uh premier yeah so so spurs losing 6-1 to newcastle i touched on that before uh laurie subbed off at halftime they're saying it's an injury Uh, give me a break get yourself out there you're the club captain have some fucking balls or one ball whatever balls he got get out there and finish off the game you don't come out of games craig is turning on the goalkeepers union today huh higida laurice Dark Craig. I like it. It is. Dark Forest. That's, Dark Forest. That's weak. Yep. 
and they put in Forster, who he's had he's lost nine nil himself. <laughs> Twice, I think. This is like going into Craig's pants, dark forest. How do you think Forster feels? <laughs> yeah. How does hey he? Forster, you, you're going on the second half. What? Oh really? Oh that's that's fucking grand, isn't it? Do you Five think people ever get, get Forrester mixed up with Craig Forrest? Like no, I'd love that, to have him. That guy's still playing. Wow. Yeah. I remember him. Yeah. Craig Forrester. Yeah. Ben Foster. I guess yeah, he's he's still yeah, he's playing. He's enjoying himself right now, isn't he? He's winning freaking non league football titles. He's thinking about playing another year now, too. I mean he must I be loving it. What a ride. Part of that. What a ride. Fantastic. Hanging out with, with Hollywood's A-list, which I mean, we can all say who gives a shit about that, but I think it'd be fun hanging out with Rob McElhaney and Deadpool, wouldn't it? Be all right. Yeah. Could be worse things to do. Oh, those guys are fantastic. Could join yeah. the Wolf Pack, our Wolf Pack, Jimmy. Those two could yeah. join us. <laughs> join the Wolf Pack. I'm waiting for I'm still waiting for Ryan to do something like that. There's gotta be some weakness or something with him. There's gotta be something wrong with him. Yeah, maybe he needs, do you think he needs a scandal? Does he need one? Please needs one. Uh, oh, yeah. I think, we, I think yeah. we need him to have one. His yes. brand is too organized, Sweet. smart, intelligent that they just don't ever put themselves in that position. No, but I think that every other man in the world needs Ryan Reynolds to have something go wrong. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> too I, mean I don't think he realizes just how bad he makes the rest of us look. Yeah. Everything he invests in. Hmm? He invests in something and ends up being worth a billion bucks. Does it again? No, no there's another billion. A billion, not a million. A billion, <laughs> a thousand million. Every, literally everything he touches turns to gold, as opposed everything. to us, which is the opposite. Yeah. Turns to shit. <laughs> no? I mean, I watched the Wrexham documentary with my wife. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there beside, and I know what's going through her head. You know what's going through her head. She's thinking, "Wow, now that's a man right there." <laughs> what the fuck you sack of shit beside me do you see this do you that's, see that's this? what you were saying in your own head about yourself <laughs> yeah it is a lot of self-loathing for sure yeah. Look at that guy. he's, what? he's a his, proper man eating his pie <laughs> having a pie going you're a fucking loser. Down my loser charms yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if i told you this but a couple weeks ago my significant other had dinner with ryan reynolds and 30 other people no really yeah and i was just like oh dan wong does not look good after this <laughs> Walker, now, tell them what i told you to text her which you did oh yeah craig goes tell tell tass that uh that she she's got a hall pass tonight <laughs> so i texted her i said craig said you have a hall pass tonight i don't agree but he said yes how many people you know we talk about hall passes that actually get to meet that person that you might have a hall pass with and have dinner with them yeah that I'm was the advantage of the whole so you know what everybody would want to have yeah, craig said craig said so he's go in for it craig said he would you know give it a shot with ryan so it'll all work out <laughs> yeah so <laughs> hey so wonger how many times now has she called you ryan when the lights are off oh geez 
She was doing that before. <laughs> Honey, hey, uh, Dan, ben. it's not Ryan. Shut up, Ryan. Hey, Dan, it's I, my I middle this, name now. Before this tight red lycra suit. That's right. Moss, do you mind wearing it? <laughs> not at all. She's yeah. making him sing the Wrexham song and everything when the lights are off. Yeah. <laughs> my condoms, my condoms look like Deadpool's outfits. <laughs> 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 you don't like I the just, same, I don't think. That Deadpool, that would be a good-looking condom. With a Deadpool, Deadpool uniform? Right? It is yeah. basically a Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's the footy prime. We're going to add that to Ryan Reynolds' marketing play and see and if he condom, can promote yeah. us. You're looking at your bell end and it's got Ryan on it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> just smiling at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not... He's, uh, he's setting modern progressive manhood back generations at this point although although he also liked he also liked one of craig's tweets after craig said some nice things about him which is Mm -hmm. nice so uh keep doing that yeah i have to say we are uh going to support anything ryan reynolds does because it's great for canadian football and it's great for football in general so let's you know give him his due even though he's got some dark secrets somewhere that we're going to find out about oh poisonous envy um mm. we'll put that to the side because it is good for the game and Wrexham's good for the game you know i know there's teams in that division might not agree but sorry it's fantastic the world is talking about non-league english yeah. football for christ's sakes yeah you know what's great about i mean one of the interviews i saw with ryan and rob was that they've had they've been neck and neck with knots county all season long knots county are the oldest uh registered football team i think in the world i believe yeah um their history is amazing as well. Uh, in fact, Juventus kit is all around the story of Knox County going back in the day that they used the same kit, obviously not with Knox County on it, but that's why it's black and white Juventus. Um, but they were so positive about them saying that they've been great. They're an amazing team. I really hope that they get promoted through the playoff system and we meet them next year again. And, you know, good luck to them. They're just, they just, they actually give a shit. They really, really do. And it, and it's genuine. There's no question about it. The amount of time he spends with all the kids at the stadium and that community, it's real. It's real. It's not fake at all. And I got to hand it to them. They've been absolutely brilliant. And how they've been able to bring so much attention to a league that I spent nearly 20 years in England. And I looked at the conference maybe five times, table, like <laughs> no interest whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's brilliant, and they're, they're about to really upset the establishment, I think, when they get into league football as well, doing things their mm-hmm. way. Because, I mean, there, there was, I think, a lot of envy below there as well. Um, but they outspent the other teams, and, and so did Knox County, in fairness. They outspent them massively. They used but all their... Charms, it also brings in the, the power of marketing, too, because these guys can create promotional uh, a promotional kind of uh, paradigm for their players, to get their players, maybe not a salary that is at the same level, but uh, opportunities on the promotional level that they could go, hey, you come play with us. You're going to get this, this, and this. It keeps the salaries at the same, you know, the financial fair play at the same level. But if you go play for them, all of a Mm -hmm. sudden you are a player who has opportunities across the board on marketing, on business opportunities, on all of these things that don't fall under a salary cap or a salary. Yeah, um, you're you're a next Netflix star. 
you're a Netflix star and you're, yeah. you know, all of these mm. things. So it, it, it would give them kind of a, a real opportunity and an advantage. Dan, there was a question on Twitter. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something uh, around the Wrexham situation and what it means when they get promoted. I think that was the question, wasn't it? It was. Um, doesn't mean an awful lot financially. It's not a massive windfall of money when you get promoted back in the league. In fact, it's just going to cost you more money. Um, but they're spending it. They're putting it back into the club. They're, they're building a new cop behind one of the end zones. They're making it more fan-friendly. They're, they're doing a lot of develops. So a lot of money that's going back into it. Um, but it does get more difficult. How far can they go? Uh, I, I certainly it gets think, difficult now. Yeah, it gets, it gets yeah, every step gets more difficult. We look at a guy like Mullins, who's been amazing. Uh, he played at Cambridge, I believe, and he was leading goal scorer in League Four. He can play in that division. One step up is a little bit too much for Mullins. He's, I think he was there with Northampton. So if he scores like 25 goals in this league, he scores like eight in the, in the third tier. So he's in that sweet spot uh, at the moment where he performs so who's the very new, well. Who's the new Paul Mullins? Is there some guy now in League One who thinks, you know what? I wouldn't mind some of that. I, I'm better than League Two. But like you said, with all the promotional opportunities, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, would, I would take that. I, you can see that happening for sure. And Even the free Marcus condoms. The manager. Free condoms. Free condoms. Free Deadpool condoms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah precisely. Be no, Ryan it, Roberts wing, wingman would be... That would be pretty good. I don't know how you could fail. Well, there's there might be... I don't know if it's organic enough. You know, it's not like you're walking in with Rob and, and Ryan to a bar and having a great time. Everything's kind of, hey, there's bodyguards around. And, you know, maybe, maybe they don't mm -hmm. get any play. And they're looking over he... your shoulder at them. So they're so yes. disappointed yeah. they end up with you. Oh, I ended up with Ryan and Rob's friend. Yeah, but some that, that works sometimes. Right. Oh, hey, I'm good with that. They yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't think Rob or Ryan need wingmen. They don't need wingmen. We need I'll them to be our wingmen. Oh, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. We need them as wingmen. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they're saying, hey, Craig, Jimmy, yeah. Wonga Shams, do you mind being my wingman tonight? Well, yeah. I, I don't think Ryan Reynolds needs one. If you go out with a really good-looking guy as a wingman, though, it's 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 not uh, it's, it's not helping you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, uh, Ryan's got a lovely wife. I don't think he needs to worry too much about about that. Blake Blake Lively, she's yeah. Anyway, right. moving on. That's right. Moving on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, hey, TFC a shit. She, we've been here, haven't we? You said show. She's saying Walker's name at night. <laughs> I don't think she is. <laughs> she doesn't. What? In my brain, she is. Uh, good. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry a second. What did Tass say about Ryan anyway? Oh, yeah. oh she said uh, she sat across from Catherine O'Hara the whole time. Uh, Ryan came in and, and sat and ate, and he was charming and everything, but that was about it. Right. Did he, like, tap his wine glass and then have but a I, speech? I no, he made a little bit of speech because he was getting an award for um, being the best man in the world. Oh, yeah, for being the champion of the world. Award. I think he needs more awards. Poor Ryan. Can you imagine being world champion? But it means world champion. Like there's <laughs> the no world sports. Champion. It's just like I'm the world champion. <laughs> yeah, so that's what he was, and he was winning an award for his philanthropy. So in like supporting Canadian film and television and all that kind of stuff. So oh yeah, he gives back, doesn't he? Yeah, he also gives back. That's what makes him so reprehensible. 
<laughs> I know the guy's like perfect, honestly. You know what? I bet he gets a lot of hate. I bet he gets a lot of from, hate. Yeah, from, from sad podcasters. Fans. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think he gets any. No, I no, bet he I... does. Social media, it's a nasty pit. You know no. it is. No, you I think, think he's no, one think he's guy even... that doesn't get any. <laughs> even the most bitter angry jaded scumbag in the world can't dislike ryan reynolds that's right all those yeah. teams in that national league that you know they seeing what's going on and all the fans are thinking geez i wish he was there our owners and they're yeah. so envious and yeah. then you, you meet them and you're just you want to hate them but you can't the he's, like that, he's like that guy from the, from the beer commercial the Sekis. stay thirsties my friend <laughs> most interesting man in the world yeah. yeah. <laughs> As opposed to the most least interesting man in the world, or men in the world, for the Planet Podcast. Um, CPL weekend, Jimmy? Anything stand out for you there? I mean, Valor tied again. Valor, sorry, the Cavs tied again uh, yeah. against Pacific. Vancouver. Yep. Yeah. So first, for, of uh, York. First yeah, win Vancouver. ever. Got their in first the, win. The they look good. They played very, very well. York was terrible on the day. Tough start to the season. Yeah, they Ford. waited a little bit too long. They put them under a lot of pressure late in the game, though, didn't they, Jimmy? But Vancouver yeah. really held on. I thought the keeper Irving played really, really well. Like, made a couple of good saves, but generally not. That wasn't that made me impressed with him. He just he was really confident. He was coming for crosses and collecting and making clean catches, and it wasn't exactly perfect conditions for a keeper too. It was raining. Oh, no, the windy. weather was terrible. Terrible, terrible weather. Man, they've had some bad weather up there when York games are on. Yeah, they have actually not been good. And then Ottawa, where, where is uh, Ottawa and Fowler, right? 1 1, Forge 1 1 as well. Um, I watched I watched all the games, and there, there were some good football in matches. There was Anyone standing out right now? It's so early in the season, right? I mean, you're going to see Forge there. You're going to see Pacific there again. Atletico, Ottawa, of course, are going to be be fine, I think. Um, do, you, do you see another team? It's too early, I guess, to see really who's emerging. Valor, you like from week one, Jimmy, but yeah, come back down a little bit the last uh, seven days. Yeah. No, I did. I, I like Valor. I think they've got potential. They've got good good squad. I like the way that they're playing right now. And you're right. Pacific's going to be there. Cavalry will be there. Forge will be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Valor's going to be sneaking around in Ottawa as well. Um, but it'll be interesting to see about this uh, this Vancouver squad and where where they end up because mm-hmm. they're they're not too bad. They 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 look good and organized. Mm-hmm. Well, same with Halifax. It'll be interesting to see what Halifax because mm-hmm. that that city deserves a team that's going to be a winner. They really do. They support it amazingly. Yeah, yeah. they do. Uh, hey, Montreal won, right? Yes. Yeah. They did. Did you watch the Finally. game, anyone? I, I didn't get to see much MLS this weekend. I've got to catch up in the next couple of days. You know, I got to say this Apple thing. I don't know at, at the moment. I don't think it's uh, exposing MLS anymore. It's a hell of a lot less than it's ever been exposed in this country. For sure. That was always going to be the gamble, wasn't it? But it's going to pay. You know, I think it's one of those things with Apple. It's it's a long play. Right. You you have to build yeah. momentum. People. The biggest thing is kind of like Fubo and DAZN. Even we were wondering where the, the matches were sometimes. Right. And we still are sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same with MLS is once people go, yeah. oh, I know where it is because 
going back to, you know, even for us with footy prime, you have to change people's lifestyles. And if that lifestyle is looking up uh, where the match is, instead of always being able to find it on, you know, TSN or wherever uh, MLS games were being broadcast, we're now in that place where people have to go look for it. And it's a little more difficult to do that. And you're not going to get the, the subscriptions and the, uh, the momentum you want right away, but it's a long game. So if these guys are playing the long game, and I think they are, cause that it was a, almost a billion dollar deal or around there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's where Apple and Apple plus are across the board or whatever they're doing with MLS mm-hmm. will pay dividends, especially with the growth. I mean, we're talking 2026, right? Like this is, and if the women's bid goes through with us and Mexico, that's another thing about them just building soccer within the, uh, within the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've that's got the odd baseball we, game on there as well. The, the Jays were actually uh, played on, they were on Apple a couple games ago against the Yankees. So uh, that, that upsets the Jays. <laughs> <laughs> that, but, it's just how we, all of us consume sports now. It's just in this weird transitional stage. Yeah. People are still used to conventional television and that's kind of done. Yeah. Moving towards these streaming platforms, it's the way of the future. But Charms, it's even um, like even when I'm finding a show, like it, the girls and I are catching up on the John Wicks. So Chloe and I are watching John Wicks, and we have to on our Roku we do a search, and it says John Wick on these platforms. You've got this one. Click on it, and it goes straight to John Wick. But that, you know, a search feature wasn't available six months ago mm-hmm. or a right. year ago. That yeah. would find the actual content and the next click is you're in that platform in that content. And that's what surfing is finished. It's dead. That's right. Surfing through channels. Yeah. Just stumbling yeah. upon something and then discovering it that way. That, that That's dead. You need to know what you're looking for. That's right. It, it looks as though MLS and Apple II are trying to create a Saturday night, 7.30 Eastern setup too. Because it doesn't matter whether the NHL, Hockey Night in Canada, in Canada whatever. They're Toronto FC are playing at 7.30. And most of the games down the board are... 7.30 Saturday mm-hmm. nights. Well, usually they're not used to the Leafs in the playoffs. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, no. Well, well, they are for a short period. The first round. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it was. But that's why you know, it? that's why they turn it around very quickly because opportunity when the Leafs crash out to Tampa in, in a couple of days' time. A couple of good examples of results matter more than performances. And if a performance like Manchester United, if they lost to Brighton, they would have been slammed. They end up winning. Okay, everything's fine. Lease gets smashed by the uh, lightning. That overtime, it was uh, unbelievable. <laughs> lightning all over them. And then they just flip one toward net and the Leafs end up stealing the win. Everybody's like, ah, oh, the Leafs, the Leafs. It's like, oh my God. It's amazing. It results are everything. Because if that ends up in the net, they're like, it's not been hammered today. After that they performance, they got smashed because they weren't good in that game. No. They weren't good. They no, just had a, they got a hot goaltender. They stole one, and that never happens to the Leafs. Are you hopeful, Charms? Are you hopeful, Seamus? Are these two? Are um, you guys hopeful for the Leafs right now? My, I'm like yeah. a roller coaster right now. A roller coaster throughout this series. I was so pissed off after Game One. I was. So... I saw you all your tweets. You were oh, you were dark forest. I've never seen. I was dark forest. I've never. <laughs> I, I was in Craig's pants for sure. <laughs> um, I've never seen a team more Jekyll and Hyde than this Leafs team. It's incredible how the same oh, team you saw in Game One could be the same team you saw in Game Two. It's just incredible. And then Game Three, they weren't very very good. Very good, but they they found a way. They ground one out, as you say. Mm-hmm. So. Hockey playoffs, I got to say, and they're fantastic to watch. Oh, Forget yeah, the regular yeah. season. Hockey playoffs. Edmonton Oilers talk about 
one period to the next. Hammered, looked like crap, 3 nothing down after the first period, 3-3 three, three after two. They win it in overtime, I believe. So, yeah. That Boston-Florida series is fun, too, because Boston's winning it and they're going to take the series, but it's nasty. There's just punches flying in that one. Are you just watching every game right now? I'm watching a lot. No, I'm not watching like well, I'm watching a couple of games for sure. A lot of highlights. You can't, you can't. I can't do everything. I can't watch it all. All right. You know, sports. Working in sports, as we all know, I mean, it's easier with when you're not married without kids to watch a lot more sports. But you do what you can. You're understanding. Which one of us spouse. are you staring at? <laughs> all of you. <laughs> you remember, you lucky pricks. But uh, you got you got to manage like, your, you got to manage your viewing, right? As simple as right. that. You baseball, basketball, hockey, right. soccer. Yeah. I would say all over basketball. But Jimmy, what are you watching right now? Where's your what's your priority other than uh, Prem and CPL? Um, and of course, MLS. MLS. Yeah, that's it. I've watched no MLS, CPL, um, Premier League. And then okay. I watch uh, I watch the Leafs obviously because they're in playoffs and that's it. It's oh. a lot. My, April's great, isn't it, for a sports fan? It's amazing. Yeah, baseball in the early going, hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs, stretch run for for European football, MLS, CPL kicking off. It's great. April's a fun month. Masters, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. Um, all right, before we leave, Jimmy and Craig, you got a new um, get rich quick scheme, which you need to talk about. I'm joking, but it sounds very exciting. Jimmy uh, was all over LinkedIn regarding, and here's your platform that the hundreds of thousands <laughs> of, of people listening to us right now, millions possibly, Ryan Reynolds, no doubt, maybe yeah. an investor. Um, you want Ryan to touch your new business because that will just suddenly <laughs> explain what is it? How do people find out about it? How will it affect their lives? SportsShare. It's an online coach and education app. So Craig actually introduced me to it a while back, a few years back. We've been plugging away at this, and they're meant to be going live very, very soon. Probably, I think, June 1st, they'll be going live up and running. So what is it exactly? Explain to me. If I'm Joe Blow on the street who loves sports, who's involved in sports, either coaching or playing, like how does it affect me? Well, what it is, is it's, so for instance, if you're a, a youth coach and you take over a young team, say that you tens or whatever, it's a, it's a coaching platform where you can go in there and you can actually um, exchange your, your training methodologies and sessions and uh, you post it, it's monetized as well. So if people are using your, your, uh, your sessions, then you can actually make money off of it. Yeah. So it's it's quite good. You you've got an educator session or section where it's which is uh, top coaches go on there. They put all their information. Then there's also learners. So you can go in as a learner, and you can take different types of material that you need to to help you better become a coach. And it's not just soccer; it's hockey. Uh, they just got triathlon involved as well now. So. There's a, a, it's a whole sports kind of network, more like a, a LinkedIn or a Facebook of, of sports. Really, really cool. It's been in, in a process, pro, uh, process of coming live now for a, a number of years, but they're, they're in a great spot right now, the company. So, um, and Craig knows all about it. He's been there from the beginning. Is it within just North America, Canada or international? No, it's international. It's everywhere. It's global. Oh, really? Yeah. So check so it you- out. Sportshare. Sportshare.com? 
Yeah. Yeah. Sports, sportsshare.com. Yeah. Right. So if you uh, run under 10s soccer club and you want to, your team to play like Brazil, you can tap into maybe potentially some Brazilian coaching IQ. That's kind of potentially how it could manifest itself. It, it, Wonger, exactly. read the statement there from share, Sports Share. That'll give people a good example of it. Sports Share is the first knowledge share and community marketplace that makes it easy for the world's best sports educators to launch, manage, and scale scale their online businesses. Our closed beta is launched. Hundreds of the world's best educators have signed up, and we already have national partnerships with innovative organizations seeking to establish authentic direct lines of communication between their brand and the kitchen table of sports participating families. There you go. Sportshare.com. Right. Hey, hey Wonga, they should sponsor our podcast. And yes, why don't they sponsor our podcast? The fuck, that's a freebie. Yeah, there's their first Never one. again. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Taking advantage of us and our goodwill. What the fuck? Mm. Uh, hey, uh, we've got some people coming on soon, right, Sherms? Who are we bucking soon? Um, yeah, well... Um, Mark Noonan, CPL, yeah, right? Not, yeah, he's not booked yet. He's coming on, though, very, very shortly. Okay. Um, yeah, can't really commit names just yet. It's happening, though. Things are happening. Okay. Things are happening, yeah, including one very, very big name in the next uh, couple of weeks, hopefully. Yeah, we can't be great. That. Right. Um, all right, well, that's about it. That was Footy Prime, the podcast, uh, Monday morning edition. I like these Monday morning editions. It kind of works better, I think, don't you? I like it too because I find our energy is way up there because we've just consumed, we've had a sleep on consuming weekends and hours and hours of sports. Exactly. And it allows us to be a little more thoughtful. I think it brings us a little more energy and we're, we're, we're funnier. I have to our, say. Our Ryan Reynolds takes were, were so thoughtful, I thought. <laughs> we just, just crushed it. <laughs> also, we can look ahead to the week that's coming, right? And as mentioned, there's a full Premier League slate, which you can find on FuboTV.com. So if you haven't signed up, sign up for that as well, because there's some great games, including, of course, Arsenal against Man City. That's mid-week. the season, eh? To your point, Sharon, it's well, a could, six I mean, point. Could be yeah. a six if pointer. City win it, if City win, I'd say yes. Mm. Well, you know, it, it's a crazy old game. You never know, right? But Incredible, though. Yeah. Wednesday at 3 yeah. Eastern yeah. time. All right, everyone. Well, we're back on uh, on Wednesday evening. We'll talk about that very game and decide whether the title's alive or just dead. Deadpool. Keep buying newspapers. Bye. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Oh, let's go. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. Mom? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.